0: you're listening to 50% facts the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic and then at the end we bring in an expert to give you the real answers i'm jim mcdonald and i'm mike farr welcome to our show
1: it looked like it was recording a little light but it's all right um yeah so you don't really need an agent you can just use a real estate attorney and it's all transactional it's not
0: yeah it's issue of knowing the laws right yeah that's all of it that's I think like half the things in the world besides like uh, surgery yeah You know? Like, you don't need, like, anything. Yeah. You You just need to know the rules and chip away at it. And some some people just know the processes. I mean, training, same thing. Like, there's Mm. some freaking PhDs in nutrition and whatever. Like, can they really do anything, like, Mm. different? Not really. Not really, no. I wonder about... Um, Maybe they should. Yeah, there might be. I'm not saying I'm yeah. for that. I'm saying there might be regulations because that dives into you know crappy coaches and crappy online coaches. Yeah, and your yeah. responsibility. I'm yeah. not saying I'm for this. I'm just saying that's how it is right now.
1: If you happen to be watching this when this eventually hits YouTube, I'm wearing my sunglasses because my eye is fucked up currently, and I don't want you to have to look at it. So
0: my knee's fucked up. We're just. I just did a roundhouse kick on the <laughs> trash can. I actually heard it. I I bailed a squat for the first time, and who knows? I saw that. That, that hurt. hurt a little bit. Didn't hurt too bad, but then the knee got a little funky after that. Well, that's what happens when you
1: when you train in a place that's uh, yeah yeah Olympic lifting place. Yeah, and
0: I was taking a, a big old jump. I tried to squat five fifty or something, just fell heavy, and then and then I just tried a roundhouse for content. Never thrown a roundhouse kick in my life. Yeah, <laughs> can't say that I have. Yeah, and that twisted it. Feels real nice. And then we biked over it, and that felt a little better. Get a little blood in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So my my point is, why do we need car dealerships? and and that's what Tesla is trying to say too it's like why is it necessary to have car dealerships
0: I think I can maybe understand used but even in that and the transportation part it does there is something I agree first off I agree second thing I'm just trying to play devil's advocate there is something about like going and then leaving in the new car but um and i don't know pricing on shipping cars but yeah you'd imagine if there were lots with no car dealers it's all online i guess there are car dealers they're just on their computer only and yeah. then yeah they just drop it off at your house yeah makes sense yeah i'm i'm
1: definitely down with the um the model where it it's a fixed price and you go in you don't have to actually negotiate anything in I, particular
0: the, yeah I, I think majority even used X. are like that uh i bought a i don't know if we should mention names or not But I bought a car from a local place here who I actually knew the family growing up. Uh They have a bunch of dealerships. Um, and I showed up, and their system is a little different. You go inside to talk first. He kind of shows you the inventory, and then they have someone else go bring the car up when you do want to drive it. You're not walking the lot, Mm -hmm. which is cool because it's hot as shit. And then uh, I was, like, trying to haggle a little bit. I (laughs) was like, (laughs) yeah. And then he literally, like, pulled up the computer and showed what they bought it used for. Mm. And he, like, charged me $1,000 more than that. And I was like, well, I can't really argue. I can't really haggle. Like, I don't want to screw you guys either. I was like, all right, we'll do that. (laughs) And so I think that's kind of how... Used and new, or uh, I'm starting to do that. I haven't bought any any car from anything but
1: Carmax in ages. Oh, really?
0: Even yeah. your uh, Ford? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. I, a couple years like old. Carmax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do like how they're like a little less pushy, and you can just test drive and walk around and touch. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of like that. And the price is already fixed. The only thing it's
1: not is whether or not you're gonna. Um, By the warranty, the extended warranty. Which is probably where they make their, yeah. I think they may definitely make money on that because they don't, it is, the coverage is not as comprehensive as it might be. And I don't know if things have changed or not, but they used to say that um, if you were going to buy a semi-exotic car that has a sketchy repair record, that buying the extended warranty is the very best thing to do like if you're buying yeah yeah you know um yeah. certain BMWs <laughs> sure, or sure. Mercedes or Cause whatever cuz they're expensive it's, to fix yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah that's why I only buy I do like foreign cars and so like I do have a BMW and that's why like I just make sure it's certified used mm-hmm. in a long time and then obviously I yeah, just try to take care of it we probably could do a whole episode on
1: buying vehicles but we um, could yeah I have this this Ford that I'm driving is the first American car that I've had in ages and I think it's actually made in Germany so yeah some, yeah, it would know, be cool if we get some nasty. one of the uh
0: smoking tire guys.
1: Um yeah. Potentially. I should reach out to him at yeah. some point, um, either Zach or, yeah, or either. Matt. Yeah. I've told you that he that um Matt is building like a a storage facility, yeah, yeah. an exotic car storage facility. It's maybe not all exotic, but be, but people who have cars that they want to keep in
0: LA. And probably have some money.
1: Yeah, have some money in um right there by uh, if you happen to know where Facebook and YouTube are in um, near Santa Monica, yeah, near it, Loyola Marymount University, where I
0: went for a brief period of time, yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense. If you live in New York or you live in, I think a lot of celebrities randomly live in like Austin, Texas now, or from there, and so yeah, fly into LA for work and you have your whip there, yeah. Uh,
1: Arizona, yep. there's a lot of people
0: in Arizona with money
1: because of that lack of state of state yeah. income tax, yeah,
0: and weather's nice. Yep. Housing's nice, safe. You're not going to get hurricane out. Yeah, for sure.
1: So uh, I was in San Francisco this weekend. Yeah, went to see Hamilton, my first time ever. Ever, I um, had a little bit of a negative reaction in my life to Hamilton for a while there because I was constantly having to hear about it from people who went, and it was it was you know yeah, yeah. hundreds of dollars a t- per ticket, many hundreds of dollars yeah. per ticket.
0: And typically, I know that some of it travels, but it's typically New York. Yeah
1: uh they have t- they've like maybe three touring companies yeah. now and they were uh until i think sometime the sometime this year the chicago uh in residence company ends uh they're in london um but anyway yeah. just super outstanding I, yeah. I i it was worth the money it was a, it was a small fortune <laughs> not as expensive as the the broadway tickets were a couple years ago but yeah. still um it's all timing, right?
0: still expensive, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I didn't know how expensive. Anniversary some, trip, so. Some of that stuff's expensive. Like, concerts can be kind of expensive, but you can always, like, sneak in, at least in Sacramento, I feel like. Maybe it's not in different place. Not sneak in, uh, literally, but you can, like, <laughs> you buy it, like, a week out, and right. you get it for, like, 30 bucks, you know, yeah, because they're just trying to sell it. Yeah. Or, like, King's Tickets, sure. like... Yeah, I know you haters. Like, I'm oh, asking, of the King sucks. We don't suck. We have a lot of fans. A lot of people go to the games. Yeah. Um, we're just a smaller market for sure. But like, yeah, you can get a ticket for 20 bucks. You don't have to like. But I imagine when the Lakers are firing on all cylinders, you can't get a ticket for cheaper than 100 bucks. You know, I don't know how they
1: how they cope in L. A. Having all of that activity in one yeah. arena,
0: and, or and people don't live there. Yeah, like, people don't live by the arena. No. no. One. Especially like probably the hardcore fans. Like yeah, probably. Everyone not. lives out in the burb somewhere. But, you know, Lakers, Clippers, yeah. uh, uh, hockey, Kings, yeah. Music,
1: music, yeah. Award
0: shows are attached to the same building, not in the same hall, but it's like all right there. Right. Like the SB's Academy Award. Like right. all that's like literally on the same block. Right. It is pretty chaotic. And parking and stuff does suck. Bart literally lived <laughs> right next to it for a while. Yeah. He said he hated it. I can imagine. Yeah, just it, too much. That's it, why I like our downtown. Like, our downtown is... Yeah, it's a little more spaced out. 20% of that? Yeah. To 10? Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Parking is an issue still, though.
0: It but, is. But that's why we got the Bianchi bike. Bianchi, sponsor me. <laughs> just ride bikes everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's a question. Anyway, though, so uh, Hamilton was amazing. Yep. I uh, I tweeted the guy who played Aaron Burr, and he responded to me, which I always like. There's That's the magic of Twitter. You it can kind of get to it. Anybody, it is. I I got a response from uh, the man himself who who wrote Hamilton earlier this year. Yeah, it's Lin Manuel Miranda, and uh, uh, you just you can get reactions from people that you couldn't get otherwise. That's yeah. just just a big deal.
0: Um, yeah, the connectivity is actually there. It is actually like yeah. the definition of a social media.
1: Yeah, it's it's head and shoulders yeah. above Instagram or Facebook or any of that for for that kind of interaction. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, then the next day, yesterday, we. Checked out Pride just for the hell of it. Like, we lived in San Francisco a long time ago. Pride was a different deal when we lived there. It was more um, more gay culture-centric than it is now. Now it feels like Comic-Con, kind of. It feels like Comic-Con, but just sort of rainbow-themed Comic-Con.
0: What, um... What made the stereotype, or I guess the definition of San Francisco being the gay capital of the world? Do you think it's just because politically San Francisco is liberal enough that more people were open about it? I, that time, because it's about the time you were living there, right? Sixties, seventies, eighties.
1: Yeah, we were there in the um, in the early eighties, yeah. and and I think yeah, early eighties. My wife maybe moved there in like eighty or something like that. Yeah, uh, we, I wonder. I you know so it's still
0: known as that even though uh, it's yeah, clearly it's, not like there's
1: yeah I think I think it's just I think it was a reaction maybe to so many parts of the country where it wasn't comfortable yeah. to be to be out at all um, so you get more outspoken yeah because you can yeah, yeah and then I think that uh, maybe the world kind of got set back by by HIV yeah for sure you know so many so many people dying and no immediate. Uh, Understanding of what was causing it, and then there was so much stigma around it, yeah. and and um, now it's more of a chronic disease than a than a terminal one True. at this point, And there's a lot more to done to prevent it, and and uh, maybe maybe rights are moving forward. Anyway, though, yeah, yeah. all I can say is that um, my wife's note about people who are naked at at uh, Pride in San Francisco was that she said I have not seen one guy or person here naked that I would want to see naked. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of universally true. It's kind of like if you go to a nude beach, it's mostly people that you would never want to see
0: naked. I don't think I've ever been in a situation like that, but I, I've heard and imagined. There,
1: there is a beach down in San Diego that if you keep walking a particular direction, you end up in the nude section. There's one here on the Central Coast that's kind of the same way. Yeah. Those. That's my only experience. I didn't take off my clothes in any of these places. Yeah. But... But it's like,
0: yeah. Like, did you check with anybody before you decided that this was going to be okay? Besides, like, even other things, I'm going to get roasted. On, but I've never been to a strip club in my life. I'm about to be 31 years old. I didn't go until I was over 40. So that's why here, not worth it. And then also in my head, there's some of that. Like, well, like I'm probably not the type of people I want to see naked, even hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the whole idea of it, I don't like either. Like, I don't like the money for boobies idea. I mean, I like boobies plenty, like a yeah. lot. I like boobies, and uh, but I don't like money for boobies, and I don't like like a stage, and then me. It just sounds so awkward. I'm already kind of awkward, and then that situation would just be extra awkward.
1: I think the thing about it that's that's a turnoff is that is. How much of a of a upsell it constantly is? Yeah, that's oh really... uh, yeah yeah
0: to get you in the back room for a private dance, and then make, who uh, who knows what happens after the private dance? But uh-huh. something else is coming after the private dance,
1: or, or if they don't want to, they don't want to actually put you by the stage. They're going to stick you in another room and just kind of try to milk as much yeah. lap dance money out of your drunk friends. Yeah, it's just a big scam. Uh, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's just it's basically a scam, and they and yeah. you know I literally have heard them say w- women say they were in law school or whatever. And I kind of don't believe that because they didn't talk like they were in the law school. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, it That's the part of it that's
0: that's offensive. I mean, to me. I mean, they. Yeah, it would be women. different if it was a hangout, an actual casual bar that was cool, and then there was dancers. Yeah. Like, if that could, they separate that somehow. And maybe the drinks are here more expensive and that money goes to the dancers somehow. Or there's something else that, that takes away that scammy sa- car salesman kind of vibe. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's funny that you should say
0: that. That's yeah. exactly kind of what it is. It's, like it's
1: constantly an upsell. Yeah, that's just yeah. like when
0: you go to touristy spots too. I've been to a couple cool places in Mexico that are very local and like nothing's going on, but then a couple of them are kind of touristy. Yeah. And I'm just questioning every dude that's talking to me. Like from my taxi driver, like this dude's trying to scam me into something. Like he's mm-hmm. trying to, t- like, like into a timeshare. And then this dude's trying to get me to buy like a $1,000 tequila shot. Like everybody's trying to scam me on mm-hmm. something. Like this guy's signing me up for a week-long buffet that's going to cost me $1,000. Like everything's kind of like that. Cars are like that with insurance. But the sad thing is, like, I feel like everyone is. Like, back to my bike. Like, I tried to get this bike fixed at a regular bike store that has repairs and they're like like in this bike in better shape is like really expensive like my parents bought it for me for my birthday years ago like it's a nice Bianchi mm-hmm. and this guy's like yeah it'll probably cost four or five hundred it's probably not even worth it and then it, just to get a riding I didn't want like upgrades or nothing uh-huh. and then I took it to a cool dude here downtown who just does repairs and he's like yeah man a hundred bucks he'll be back on that thing I was like thanks bro <laughs> he just fucking changed the chain and he cleaned it up made it look nice again because I didn't ride it for a while I'm just like dude everybody's scammy because then that bike guy just just wanted me to buy a new oh, bike, a new yeah, bike yeah. which, which I, I I guess i'm still naive in some senses I, i definitely get the car dealer yep things you've had experience with i understand they're trying to get me but i wish more experts you could trust no i agree and I that's was, why we created 50
1: well, fact there you go exactly <laughs> but don't have to take our word for it which yeah. little a little uh levar burton action there but i think um what was i gonna say oh uh why hasn't somebody made or maybe has, someone has made run-flat bicycle tires? There are. Okay, so I need to get some for my wife. She's
0: constantly. I think there kind of are, and that's what we're trying to get on our scooters. And that's the issue too: is these scooters we bought are sick, but they have um, real tubes and tires and real rims like a car, but they're mini. So Connor's in the garage trying to rip these things off so we can get a pure rubber version on. That's basically like a run flat or no air in them, Uh, and it'll be a rougher ride. But it's a fucking scooter. Who cares? Um, But then that's a whole process because then like there's no like electric scooter store or mechanic, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the, I, there is an scoot store down here but I think it's like more like Vespas and stuff so we got to figure out how to fix that. I, w- I, I am like okay mechanical I could probably take a part of bike and put it back together but I don't know much about it. Like I don't know en- enough about the tubes and what's mm. a good tube or what's a bad yeah, tire or- and stuff. I know that you can put
1: and you can put, like, a puncture-resistant shield inside before the tube. Yeah, maybe and a rougher ride, help. but maybe worth it. Yeah. See, but, I don't care about the ride. But as just long as a straight-up run-flat where, you, yeah.
0: like, if you don't have air, then doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Well, these are gator tires on mine, and they're made, like, uh, more for the street. Like, they're mm-hmm. rough. That might work. That's what that, the same thing happened. I used to ride my bike to, I had this bike actually for uh, dang a long time ago, but 10 years old. Uh, not since I was 10, 10 years old, but I was going to junior college. So I was riding my bike to junior mm. college just because I hated parking and parking was a so real <laughs> SOB. Uh, and I popped my tire a heck of times. And I had to walk like two miles. like mm. sucks. Yeah, that's no fun. So then finally something taught me about the Gator tires. So uh, today. Gaming. You're talking about Gaming. This is a selfish Mike uh, episode. So uh, we got my boy, uh, Mike Chavez, coming in, who is uh, Optic flame sword. for any of those that are in the esports realm. And a couple of things popped in my head. Like, I play a lot of Call of Duty on Twitch. Mm. I've played a lot of Halo. That's what Mike was. Mike was a Halo pro, arguably one of the best of all time. Well, actually, arguably the best of all time, but one of the best Halo players of all time. Halo is such an iconic game for many people, I think, in my age and even around, where, like, obviously, there's Mario, there's Pokemon, there's Sonic, there's these legendary things. But, like, Halo is, like, as a shooter is, I feel like, the keystone into next-generation gaming kind of deal. Um, And he's the best at it. Uh, And so I'm playing a lot of Call of Duty, and I do think I'm getting better, but I wanted to know, like... How do you actually get better at some of these tasks? Like, we can talk business and stuff with Mike, too, because he's had a very long, successful career. I think Mm. he's about my age. Um, But when Halo came out, you know, he's probably late teens. Yeah. And he's still pro in the gaming world. Right. But, like, how do you – could basketball make sense to me, right? Like, you you scrimmage, you play some games, then I'm going to shoot some free throws, then I'm going to work on some shooting drills, then I'm going to dribble the ball a little bit. But, like, how do I just get better – at this game, and the games are kind of like eSports. We can get into that topic another day. Maybe we ask him his thought. If it's a real sport or real athlete, mm-hmm. or, I don't really care. But they are very dynamic. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of different things going on, especially in like first-person shooters and stuff, where the creativity, the skills your player can do, the skills you can do. Obviously, you're shooting and you're aiming and you're tracking. Like, there's all these different little skills you throw together. And then in the virtual world, it for sure is a sport, mm-hmm. whether you want to call eSport athletes an athlete or not. And I have no answers for this one. Normally I have an answer. I have no <laughs> answers. I have no idea how to get better.
1: Well, um, it would seem like starting early might be a thing. Yeah. I remember that um, uh, when my kids were little, we actually had <clears> – <throat> I had a, a com- computer. My Well, my only computer at the time was one that they could actually get to and did occasionally play games on, or maybe more than occasionally played games on. But uh, – they it was my my two kids and then the sitter's two kids and we actually had a bench in front of the the computer yeah, so everybody could sit together and watch at least and watch yeah. yeah yeah um and you know they they played halo later and they you know had gaming systems and i i don't know if Either of them plays much of anything now. Yeah. Uh, But they certainly were deeply into it for a while there.
0: I think that's what's cool now is like when I was a kid, it was like foreign to my dad. Like he was like, no, you know? But like now, like dads are like into it because they started with at least Mario. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the generation is crossed now that like I think it's a it, it's like obviously not the healthiest probably habit or hobby in the world, mm-hmm. but like a dose of it's fine obviously and like it's another way for like fathers sons, mothers daughters, mothers mothers whatever to bond. Mm-hmm. You know like yeah, this is something cool we can do cuz it's true like shit, you're a 45 year old dad, like man, I can't go play a full game of basketball, I'm going to rip my knee off, you know? But I want to hang out with my kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you can take them to sports games, just other things to bond on. I guess in yeah. different ways, and so I, I think that it's cool that it's it's multi generational. It's like anybody can do it. Any like there's a game out there for everybody. I think mm. that's what I like gaming. Like I only like a certain type of game. Really, I only re- really play shooters. I played my whole life. I played sports games. I played everything. It's like another thing to relate to humans. I like to relate to humans because on the inside I feel I'm so different, <laughs> and so like <laughs> so for me to find these commonalities like. What, 80% of people probably played video games or play? Uh, Probably. Very yeah. least freaking, yeah, and uh, then the freaking Angry Bird on your phone.
1: Yeah. Once the, the mobile games yeah. started, you know, everybody started playing stuff. Yeah. Not so much me, to be honest with you. I played like- Tetris is the thing I'm most likely to play on But that's actually
0: – like I played Tetris on my yeah. Mac back in the in the day too. But even that, like, yeah, it's something. Like I like that stuff too. Like when I'm waiting in line at something or on an airplane. Like I'll play stuff like that. Yeah, I actually – like my career started at the beginning of
1: desktop publishing and I had a Mac on my desk back in, in that day when I – first job. And so the com- first computer I bought for home was, was a Mac. It was yeah. a small Fortune – I uh, for sure, but uh, um, oh God, I remember my my father in law buying a like fifty megabyte hard external hard drive for his Mac Plus, and how he was just fascinated by how big that was, and you were never going to fill it up. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, but and then eventually play play games with the kids, but I only a few. Yeah, you yeah. know that
0: that were interesting to me too. Yeah, like a golf game. That's the one game I could get my dad to play because it's slow and you don't have to like freaking know all these buttons. Right, you just right. kind of golf. <laughs> you yeah. can literally golf it at a game. You can hand
1: me a controller for anything and tell me that I needed to uh, get some key sequence in there together to keep you know the room from flooding or something. Yeah, yeah. And I would just be drowning. That'd, yeah, yeah,
0: I'd be, be done. They, 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 some games are complicated and the coordination is wild. Like I can't imagine picking it up now. I know a lot of pros tend to be because and they say reaction time. Mm-hmm. uh you know it's like 16 to like 24 are like pro gamers because 16 oh that's it yeah oh. like i think there are some older guys that do okay but like i think because the reaction time and maybe maybe life hits too and they don't want to talk about that like at some point at 25 even if you have the money like other things are happening Get relationships off. or a kid yeah. or like like your attention can't be like and i think um, maybe michael has some uh insight on that but i think like Yeah, you literally just can't play for 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And if you play 10 hours a day and I only get to play eight, you're going to be better than me. Yeah. You know, and I have a kid now or I have a wife now or I just want to see my parents now. Yeah. At 25, you realize different things matter sometimes, maybe. The other thing, I guess,
1: a a question that we can ask that I don't have any answer to at all is, are there particular, just certain games have certain hacks to them? Yeah. Where, like, you could learn this, find this, this piece of information out that is not obvious or just, yeah. Is or there genetics, something about, genetics? Like
0: you clearly see, yeah. like you have a kid and he's five, eight and by third grade. You're like, got me a basketball player. Yeah. Like, how could you tell like, Oh, I got me a gamer, you know, yeah. or, or or can you train those things? Do you literally think there has to be some genetics? Like I feel like everyone has the coordination. eye hand, eye or the, uh, uh, reaction time, mm-hmm. or like the there is some like especially nowadays where there's these different games with different items in there. Like there's a lot of creativity to it, like imagination. Yeah, like oh, like I have this little pistol, and if you shoot this thing, I could go that way, or you know, there's like. Like, the obvious strategy, obviously shooting, but there's a lot of creativity going on, especially the game Fortnite that obviously everyone knows and the gaming community. That's kind of what made me bring up this question or think about it and talk to Jim about it, is because it's blowing up like crazy. Esports have been around forever. I just did a hair of research on the history of esports. It said in the 70s there was some game at, like, Stanford or something people were playing. Oh, really? And they just did a mini tournament, and they called that, like, the first esport. Um, but then it was obviously very popular with tons of different games. But Fortnite, because it's, like... For every age, it's on every platform, Mm -hmm. every system, every computer, and on your phone. Everybody's playing Mm -hmm. it, plus the pop-up of Twitch and YouTube and gaming. So, like, kids want to be a pro gamer now. Like, that's a goal. Like, I grew up wanting to go to the NBA. There's kids growing up wanting to be a pro whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, it's definitely a little evolution happening.
1: And there are people who are... Who are you know actors and and stuff who will get on and play games Tons. and and their their followers will jump in there and maybe they maybe they're uh, gaining people to their social following who are who were just casual fans right but because they that person's a A gamer, they're playing a
0: game they're interested in, or whatever. It kind of grows their fan base. I don't know. For sure, it definitely makes you feel like more human if you see Brad Pitt playing Fortnite. Yeah, you know, rather than all you see him is looking really dope with a hot wife, like it it, it feels different. Yeah, Um, and yeah, a lot of athletes Twitch. That's why I love Twitch. It's like the interconnectivity of like uh, Twitter. I think Mm -hmm. Twitch is that for. Like a video type platform, like YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like you can just like T Pain uh, is just like playing, and you just hop in his chat. Like, what's up, T Pain? You know, he says hi. Like, it's just it's, yeah, it's cool. It's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll uh, hear from Flame Sword, the one and only. Let's get some answers. All right. This episode of Fifty
1: Percent Facts is brought to you by Away. Away is a suitcase company, and they make some very different and cool stuff. Uh, that uh, we hadn't seen before on the market. My wife got very excited when I came home and said, "Away wanted to sponsor us." She's like, "Ooh, can I can I can we are you getting anything from them?" And I said, "Well, yeah, actually we are we're getting one thing from them."
0: And you guys travel a lot.
1: We travel a lot and she travels a whole lot. She uh basically like like nine to 12 weeks in one block every year yeah. she's she's on the road. And this year it's like a lot of Southern California. So we're looking at different options and uh, she's like, well, what about the smaller uh, carry-on? And the thing about the smaller carry-on, as far as I can tell, is at least on the international flights that we go on, uh, you can actually use it as a carry-on because there are different rules U.S. versus international, yeah, how yeah. big it can be. So that's what you wanted. Um, very cool, uh, hard side but uh, flexible. Um, it, this one, it has an optional battery that is um, pretty amazing. Uh, if you you can pop the battery out if you're going to actually check it versus carrying it on. Uh, how how do, how do they want us to talk about it? Lightweight, durable shell. That's what it definitely has. Made to last a lifetime. There's a hundred day trial on this sucker so you can uh, have a chance to, you know, take it on vacation and say what you think about it. Limited lifetime warranty means they'll fix or replace your bag even if it gets damaged. Has a built-in compression pad. That was another thing my wife was really excited about, is like being able to actually, with this pad, you can sort of cinch stuff down and put more in here. Squeeze some clothes in there. Squeeze them in. A range of unique personalization offers, including hand painting, which I don't know anything about because I didn't really have to go through the uh, the same process as everybody else to figure that out. But it's but that's a thing.
0: It's available. Yeah, but even the color you got is super sleek, super normal. I yeah. saw you pull it out of the... It comes out in a really nice bag, and just being kind of like a, a matte black top to bottom looks really clean and noticeable, like like you, will you, be able to recognize it opposed to others. But I guess if you get hand painting, you don't have to wait around. You'll definitely know. It's yours <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. That's always the thing. I have, I have something on my regular bag that, like, I, I can see it, and nobody yeah. else normally can see it. So, uh, it's got four three sixty spinner wheels that guarantee a smooth ride. A TSA approved combination lock. The actually the zipper, the ends of the zippers, uh, pop into the the lock. And you can set your own combination. Um, the, like I said, the optional ejectable battery keeps your phone charged. It's a, it's a serious power bank. Yeah. It's a, it's a good-sized uh, unit. And there is a removable laundry bag that keeps your dirty clothes separate from your clean clothes. If you're on a relatively long trip that, with no access to a washer, uh, mixing your stinky used clothes, especially if you travel to
0: high-humidity areas, which yeah, we always sweating. seem to, Two of the uh, best things I saw is is just easily the the lifetime warranty. I mean, you can't really go wrong. If you're trying to get one bag for the rest of your life and you're traveling a lot, uh, something breaks. They're going to hook you up. Uh, And then the free shipping uh, in the U.S., Europe, and Australia. And right now, we got a very special offer, unique promo code with 50% fax. We get $20 off limited time. All you have to do is visit awaytravel.com slash fax and use code fax. That's F-A-C-T-S during your checkout. Uh, again, uh, that's $20 off, limited time offer. Go and get your bag right now. That's away, dot com slash F-A-C-T-S and at checkout, use code fax. Grab your bag now. If you haven't heard about these things before, uh, they're really cool. Check them out. Dope, man. So uh, hopping right in. Um, basically, man, uh, I came to uh, you because we want to talk uh, a couple things. We want to talk about um, what training looks like for, you know, an esports athlete or someone who plays games professionally or wants to get better at them. What's like training look um, for the game itself, how to get better at the game itself. Uh, and then we want to dive in uh, on the back end about kind of nutrition and uh, physical culture, fitness, fitness. Um, for those type of athletes although they're not um, you know as physical as maybe a football player obviously it's gotten more popular I've heard about uh, organizations esports organizations hiring strength and conditioning coaches uh, and you've obviously been into lifting and nutrition for a while now so uh, I think you're a good good lead for the uh, the entire community good inspiration for everybody but uh, let's dive in and maybe uh, how you got your start in games and then uh, maybe some tips tricks thoughts on how you get better at gaming itself.
2: Um, so um name is Michael uh Flamesword Chavez. Flamesword is the alias I went through uh just my entire gaming career. Uh I specialized in Halo. Uh I was just uh, pretty much competed from Halo two all the way up to Halo five. Um, which is currently the newest Halo. Um when it comes to, to the game period, uh you really just gotta you guys, you really just gotta kinda almost like any other sport, you gotta it's all about repetition and uh if you, if you do it every day, you kind of just compound yourself, getting better and better, and the same, same as in lifting. If you, if you keep it better, you're going to get stronger. Um, that's honestly with gaming what is, like, the biggest thing. And, and obviously, um, for myself, I'm 29 now. I went pro when I was 18, competed for 10 years, won three, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, three tournaments. Um, and it's literally... Having kind of like any other passion um, or anything you kind of fall into needing to fall in love with it and then put devote all your time in it like uh, going through high school. I definitely missed out on a couple of social events uh, during the college years, missed out on social events, missed out on family social events. So, uh, so when you ask like, what does it take to get better? It's literally repetition, but then also being able to like take criticism, uh, especially when you get to the higher level. And you have all these other people who have the kind of the same worth I think as you, and just have a different perspective. Um, a lot of people, especially, I feel like for my age, coming into into the early ages of it now, where it kind of the leagues kind of make you have to be eighteen. Um, back in the day, it was kind of just free for all. I mean, if you were twelve years old and you were that good, um, then you were there going to events and competing, and you had teammates that were eighteen, twenty. Maybe fifteen, thirteen. Um, so.
0: What's Being that? able to control. Oh, sorry about that. Go, like, go ahead, What's What's, like, a practice day look like? Because, you know, if you're talking about lifting, you know, if you want to increase your deadlift or or football and you want to become a better tackler or something, your body can only take so much. So you can't just deadlift for 10 hours straight. But there's people that game easily 10 hours straight. Like, do you, do you set yourself time? Are there, like, drills? Are there things you're paying attention to? Or is it literally just kind of as many hours as you can withstand uh, with, like, conscious consciously trying to improve?
2: Back in the... Uh... Back in like my my prime days when I was competing, and everything for sure you were probably or even my early like my early early ages for sure probably putting like ten twelve even sometimes sixteen hour days in. Wow. Um, but I mean I, I do feel like since I I do enjoy lifting and whole oh, uh, fitness um, and whatnot, um, I do feel like you do get way burned out because I th- I think what's happening when when you game is that you kind of really hitting your CNS instead obviously directly at all times because your hand out of coordination, first of all, to even be able to put in over 10 hours has to be freaking firing at all times, which is absolutely insane. So I remember, like days waking up, like, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon after passing out, maybe, like, 6, 7 in the morning, like, my brain, like, felt fried until, like, I picked up the controller again and, like, got back into the repetition of what my brain was used to doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel the same thing. I've, I've uh, had, like, a heavy deadlift session, uh, like, whatever, noon or something, and then I'll go home to stream, and I'm playing Call of Duty or something, and my mm-hmm. thumbs are, like, lagging. I'm like, dude, what I'm telling my body to do is, like... 0.5 seconds slower than normal right now, you know? And it's probably the, exactly what you're talking about. Just general fatigue in, in, in whatever uh, stimulus is going to slow you down. Exactly.
2: exactly. Um, and, and so back in the day for me, definitely there was like no real practice regime until like Halo 3 and, and actually made it to the pro circuit. Um, and then it definitely became where like everyone like, figured out the time they got out of school. Um, When we could put in like six, six, seven hours of like practice, Um, everyone kind of made sure they try to get three to four hours up on their own. So people are for sure putting like anywhere from eight to 12 most of the time from from my memory. And even like with this Fortnite stuff nowadays, like people are probably putting, there are people probably not even sleeping, which is ridiculous. (laughs) But I mean, that, that game is is has just been incredible things for the entire gaming scene which is just awesome and so it's cool to see like the next game that brings or, or makes the generation the next uh, the, the one that we see in see view because of, like these are the next kids that are going to be nasty at games just because of what level they brought what fortnite used to be which is crazy
0: What's um like kind of the fitness side come into things maybe for you and then like I said correct me if I'm wrong but I think organizations are starting to hire like nutritionists and, and strength and conditioning coaches like there's obviously because of Fortnite and other you know big names out there but like it's bringing a lot of money to esports and a lot of attention so people are treating this like any other pro sport you know they they have trainers and stuff like the Lakers um, how much uh, do you think that can play a role in improving someone's uh, gaming?
2: I think it's play a big role. Uh, teams, e-sport teams uh, or esports teams or e organizations are definitely uh, bringing in people nowadays. Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, nutrition. Because just like how you said with the deadlift, um, that is well when you're going heavy deadlift, actually you're freaking hitting your c and you know what I mean? That When you when you got back to go play, you were like, well, I'm lagging a little bit behind. Um, something that I was able to see like during my competing days is that when I did lift uh, excessively heavier, like... Uh, Anything over, I'd say, my 70% would be, like, for some reason, I'd see, like, my gaming a little slow down because my CNS was getting hit by something else besides the the crazy amount of gaming hours I did put in, um, which which I thought was interesting. So, like, I think that, like, if nutrition and movement-based, like, coaches and, and people get brought in, like, that is what could be best for gamers to be able to keep at their most optimal level, I would say.
0: Yeah, maybe because, more like uh, endurance sports or even just like conditioning rather than yeah, pure lifting. Yeah, lifting.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like yeah, if you if you just tax your CMS outside of gaming and it's gonna hit from two different levels, like it becomes a problem to to the gamer. Um and I feel like I've I've, I've seen it like throughout other gamers as well that like who would start weightlifting and then like aim to like go for heavy lifting and see like little tendencies of like their game lag and uh, a little bit, definitely, definitely not like the same gameplay and as smooth and as fast. Uh, but like, definitely, like to a common eye, you wouldn't be able to tell. But I, I, I would say, like, once you're at that level, like you could tell, like like people are just slowing down just the the littlest amounts.
1: What do you think the like physical uh, effects and maybe stumbling blocks of actually just playing a game for that many hours straight are? <clears throat>
2: Yeah, say that again.
1: Like, what what do you think? How how does spending that long sitting playing a game um, affect your body ne- negatively?
2: Uh, I think it's freaking terrible for you, no question about it. Um, but I mean, like, I definitely feel there's so many things that we can do nowadays, or that I've learned that, that I could have been doing the entire time early on. Um, but I would say, like, basically, kind of like anything that a corporate worker really goes through, like upper cross syndrome is. I believe what it it's called, and what every gamer most likely will kind of go through if they don't take care of themselves after such a long, crazy gaming session. Or, for example, for every hour or every two hours, get up to like five, two, three minutes, whatever you can do if you're streaming, whatever it may be. But if you can get up for maybe two to five minutes just to, to walk around, do a couple stretches, and then get back, um, it's obviously going to help a lot more than if you just sit down the entire eight hours and play. Um, but I would say it's like you're sitting on your hamstrings all day, um, your shoulders are probably rounding forward and, and kind of c- pulling your neck and face and all that. So just people have to obviously or should really focus on their posture. But it's so hard. Come, or, or, uh, I'm going to say right now, like when you're at competing at the highest level, I feel it's so hard because like you lose, obviously in the moment what your body is doing and it's like you're supposed to be focusing on the game and obviously not your body. Um but uh it's so hard to like when you get in the moment you start getting up on your knees type of deal, your elbows on your knees, your face is getting closer to the to the monitor that you're like, oh shit, this is like not a good way for me to sit, you know what I mean?
0: What's um, the uh, fitness culture in general? You think, like you said, like Fortnite and other games have brought such a young crowd in. Um, you know, I think every kid in eighth grade, freshman year of high school, that's playing football season, like, yeah, man, I want to go bench and squat so I can hit guys harder. That's what you, I pl- I love football. Football players lift weights. I'm going to lift weights to play football. Um, do you think there's any of that kind of culture yet in gaming? Like, hey, I know I know, there's a couple guys out there that are really jacked, that are really good at Call of Duty and Halo and stuff, because there's a couple of you guys that are really into fitness. Um, I see that I'm sitting at my desk for eight hours. It's probably not good. I should probably go try to walk, run, ride my bike, do some chin-ups.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think there is anything concrete that anyone has going on. I think it's kind of like just everyone does their own thing and whatever they like the most. Um, but then you kind of just get small circles of people who, who enjoy powerlifting, bodybuilding, yoga, swimming, rowing, whatever it may be. Um, that, that, I'd say, is just like anything else. Like you kind of get more of that. Then you find out like, what people like. But I wouldn't say there's anything specific. I think it's just, if that person thinks they're doing something, then they're just going to do it. If not, then after the gaming session they just kick back you know what I mean?
0: yeah grab the Doritos and head to bed
2: yeah yeah whatever they eat you know, they're gone
1: what do you think that all this is going to look like in say five years in terms of competition
2: I think in five years of movement to stuff like that where you see like the coaches finally established in here into the scene and then, then players getting more into movement that players are lasting longer to, in, in competing um more structured this is badass. Um, definitely more structured to uh, to the point where how there's owners and all these governors like in all these other leagues that will have stuff like that where it's like players are getting traded the right way and not uh, just like how it used to be someone just drops drops one another and then they get picked up. But like, I feel like it's just gonna just get become more traditional but obviously always keep like a little bit of a mix of, of kind of what we created
0: the ground up. Yeah, I mean, the NBA kind of went through that in the 90s. I think everyone's always lifted weights for rugby, football, et cetera. But, you know, people saw Jordan and others do it and, and have less injuries, so now everyone's going to do it. And if you can be at the highest level in gaming from 18 to 22, but if you work out, maybe you can do it from 18 to 27, 29, 30, kind of seems like mm-hmm. a no-brainer, plus uh, burnout. You know, burnout's a thing in every single sport, whether you love it or not. I love lifting weights, but I've gone through months, if not years, where I'm just like, man, I'm just showing up to the gym, just dragging myself in there rather than really being excited about it. Um, So I think anyone to have hobbies, although it's a different world, it's a different sport because you basically can play and practice all day long. And there's not a lot of sports you can do that. You can't play basketball all day long. You'll literally end up in the hospital, you know?
2: Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. No, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's all going to develop into that, and, it, and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, just because I, I, think, just like anything, it's like creating a new industry, some more jobs, and, and all these things, and it just creates new avenues for, for different outlets for for kids, period, um, and even people in, in in different industries and whatnot to be able to cross over and bring their knowledge from traditional sports to to make this thing whatever it can be as as big as it, it will be
0: What's uh what's coming up from you? You know, there's a a new Halo on the horizon. Uh, are you coming back? Are you going to are you going to tr- at least treat it like coming back? What's what's in the future, my man?
2: For sure. I mean, if, if it's good and um, doesn't drive, I mean, if it's good and works right off the rip it doesn't drive me or anyone crazy within the first 3 5 days and I'm playing it after that first week still consistently. And I'm definitely gonna be looking to computer again just because I've just I, that that was my game. I've always loved it. And if this game is the game that everyone's been waiting for for so many years, then for sure gonna be super excited about it. Um, besides that, we're just doing some traveling while I can now, enjoying the summer. There's Call of Duty Tournament coming up in August, uh, the sixteenth or eighteenth, if I'm not mistaken, I'm gonna check that out. My boys are playing in that. Um, so, I gotta support them. See if we could bring in pretty much that's that's their Super Bowl for the year. So, see if we could bring in, uh, home that ship. and just uh, enjoy L.A. while I'm out, uh, I'm out there.
0: Dope, man. Dope. Again, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I think you're leading a, a, a great, uh, great role model for everybody uh, in, in fitness and especially in esports to to stay active, kind of eat right, and, and be on the the right lifestyle. Uh, where can people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Instagram It's Flamesword um, And then on Twitter It'll be Epic Flamesword Yeah
0: Dope man Thanks so much dude Thanks for your time again And uh, I'll be in touch soon Nice, right, Sounds good boys All Enjoy. right, Thanks a one, lot bro. Later well, Peace Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're starting to grab different audiences and different topics. We want to explore business again, beer, whiskey, food, who knows what. Um, esports is something I've, I've really been into, especially Call of Duty and Halo my whole life. So hope you enjoy that. Be sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes. Check us out on all platforms. New episode every Wednesday. I'm Salam Mike. 2 Ks on every Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that. I am at McD on all the social medias. Follow the show
1: on Instagram and Twitter. We are 50% Facts, where a percent is a word. We'll catch you next time.